This is section 41 of Mark Twain, a biography. Volume 2. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mark Twain, a biography. By Albert Bigelow Payne. Chapter 145. Howells and Clemens write a play. Before Howells went abroad, Clemens had written, Now I think that the play for you to write would be one entitled Colonel Mulberry Sellers in Age, 75, with Lafayette Hawkins, at 50, still sticking to him and believing in him and calling him my lord. He, Sellers, is a specialist and a scientist in various ways. Your refined people and purity of speech would make the best possible background, and when you are done, I could take your manuscript and rewrite the Colonel's speeches and make him properly extravagant, and I would let the play go to Raymond and bind him up with a contract that would give him the bellyache every time he read it. Shall we think this over, or drop it as being nonsense?" Howells, returned and settled in Boston once more, had revived an interest in the play idea. He corresponded with Clemens concerning it and agreed that the American claimant, Leathers, should furnish the initial impulse of the drama. They decided to revive Colonel Sellers and make him the heir. Colonel Sellers, in old age, more wildly extravagant than ever, with new schemes, new patents, new methods of ameliorating the ills of mankind. Howells came down to Hartford from Boston, full of enthusiasm. He found Clemens with some ideas of the plan jotted down, certain effects and situations which seemed to him amusing but there was no general scheme of action. Howells, telling of it, says, I felt authorized to make him observe that his scheme was as nearly nothing as chaos could be. He agreed hilariously with me, and was willing to let it stand in proof of his entire dramatic inability. Howells, in turn, proposed a plan which Clemens approved, and they set to work. Howells could imitate Clemens' literary manner, and they had a riotously jubilant fortnight working out their humors. Howells has told about it in his book, and he once related it to the writer of this memoir. He said, Clemens took one scene and I another. We had loads and loads of fun about it. We cracked our sides laughing over it as it went along. We thought it mighty good, and I think to this day that it was mighty good. We called the play Colonel Sellers. We revived him. Clemens had a notion of Sellers as a spiritual medium. There was a good deal of excitement about spiritualism then. He also had a notion of Sellers leading a women's temperance crusade. We conceived the idea of Sellers wanting to try, in the presence of the audience, how a man felt who had fallen through drink. Sellers was to end with a sort of corkscrew performance on the stage. He always wore a marvelous fire extinguisher, one of his inventions, strapped on his back, so in any sudden emergency he could give proof of its effectiveness. 
in connection with the extinguisher howells provided sellers with a pair of wings which sellers declared would enable him to float around in any altitude where the flames might break out the extinguisher was not to be charged with water or any sort of liquid but with greek fire on the principle that like cures like in other words the building was to be inoculated with greek fire against the ordinary conflagration of course the whole thing was absurd as possible and reading the old manuscript today one is impressed with the roaring humor of some of the scenes and with the wild extravagance of the farce motive not wholly warranted by the previous character of sellers unless indeed he had gone stark mad it is in fact sellers caricatured the gentle tender side of sellers the best side the side which clemens and howells themselves cared for most is not there chapter three of mark twain's novel the american claimant contains a scene between colonel sellers and washington hawkins which presents the extravagance of the colonel's materialization scheme it is a modified version of one of the scenes in the play and is as amusing and unoffending as any the author's rollicking joy in their work convinced them that they had produced a masterpiece for which the public in general and the actors in particular were waiting howells went back to boston tired out but elate in the prospect of imminent fortune end of chapter one hundred and forty five howells and clemens write a play read by john greenman